full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson with you here on a very snowy day. I guess it's not so bad now, but whew, what a morning. Uh, hopefully, wherever you are, you've got your power back on. Um, I know for some it uh, has taken quite a while, but uh, hopefully you weren't affected for too long for those who were. We feel bad. Sorry. Um, I know it's affected us a little bit here with some of our stations. But, why are you uh, sorry? What did you do? No, it's just we feel bad. That's why. I feel sorry. But uh, you can catch us on a couple of different places. Uh, 1390 AM, you can stream us on 1069thefan.com. We've got the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and we're also on 106.9 The Fan on uh, FM. So a lot of different places to catch us and uh, follow along what's going on. And uh, always love to hear from you as well, 435-339-0321, to join us on the Guild Mortgage text line for uh, the show today. Yeah, hey, by the way, we'll be live at Guild Mortgage next Wednesday. We'll be live there. We'll have a... Some tickets to give away for Utah State, Colorado State, Friday night, 7.30. Um, but we'll be live at Guild Mortgage in the upstairs portion of the building. So come over, say hi to us. Maybe we'll bring over some donuts or something to treat you. you know? We may have something to give away. May have something to give away. Yep, absolutely. Besides tickets. Definitely. Hey, uh, do me a favor really quickly. Look in those two file cabinets to your left. Okay, just like go, right now. Yeah, yeah. Go take a look. Live radio here. Eric is right now. Look at that. Look at that. I open it up and I see a great big folder that has a big BYU logo oh, fetch. on it. Okay, well that wasn't supposed to be on top. What are we doing no, in here? No, that wasn't supposed to be BYU on top. BYU game day guide. Oh, <laughs> no, what? that wasn't supposed What's to be going on. on. Okay, so, okay, that wasn't supposed to be on top. So. You know, we're always asking questions. First to be on the bottom? Um, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, there's stuff on the bottom, too. Stuff, like, alphabetized in there? No, I actually still need to do that. I haven't alphabetized it. I actually do need to organize it into football and basketball. Wow. But, dude, like, now, because we were asking questions, like... an old Sunbelt media guy. Dude, we're all, like... We're always asking questions like, wait, how, who is that guy? Or who is this guy? Now we have media guides to help us get through all that those questions. <laughs> now, granted, someone told me, well, Ajay, there was something called the computer. But I think it's cool. You know, you have, like, historical information in there, you know, about games. and game. I have game notes from the last three years of football games, both post-game and pre-game, from, I guess, the last four years. Nice I little uh, history there. So that'll help out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 9315 texts in, Ajay, you're amazing. Do I get the jazz tickets? I actually have two tickets for tomorrow, but nobody's getting them because nobody wanted them yesterday. So, no. Today nobody. is a new day. 
Aj, no. Nine three one five is it's, your friend. We we it's giving the same result. Nine three one five says you're amazing. Like you were fishing for comments yesterday, and here unsolicited, and you know what? And you unsolicited. Know what? You know what? And nobody wanted to give me a compliment, so nobody got tickets. In fact, those tickets actually went wasted too. I, I called a few people. What are you doing? I think we got some um, guitars and okay, all kinds of music going on next door. Well, it is a radio station, music radio station, more informally. Uh, I don't know. What- uh, 9315 also says, and now AJ is not amazing because he is a closet YBU fan. Okay, no. It just happened that the BYU folder was on top. I'm sorry. I was, I need to organize it. I haven't got there yet. I'm a little bit busy. Well, uh, why is there a BYU folder in there anyway? Well, because, okay, so I took all, like, every bit of game notes that I had, and I brought them here. Ever. And I, and I took out all the other stuff that we didn't need in those drawers. And so, and they're sitting I'm in I'm curious. Uh, what was in those drawers? Uh, like old stuff from like 16 years ago. <laughs> 2005 is 16 years ago, right? Yeah, 16 years ago. Oh my god! There was old stuff like papers, and uh, and there was some 95. In fact, you know what? Maybe we'll give away some KLCX shirts. They got some. Yeah, think, don't toss those. Yeah, no, no, no. I haven't tossed them. They're still in the box. Maybe we'll give those away next week. Five two four two. You a zoom now? No, I just happened to have Eric. Why did you do that? Oh, I open it up and it's right there, you, staring you, at me. You couldn't pull. You couldn't put that one down and grab another folder. That was the first thing that I saw. It's on top of everything. And you took. It's like I'll put everything in and then the icing on the top. <laughs> the little cherry I, to complete I, the ensemble <laughs> is the BYU no, folder. No, that was, don't stuff it in. I didn't mean anything. <laughs> Need to be soft on top, unfiltered. I did not mean to have the BYU folder on top. I am sorry. That is that is my mistake. I'm sorry. 6133. AJ, you need to repent. I probably do. <laughs> You're not wrong, 6133. I probably do need... Yes, I would absolutely need to. Um, That was accidental. I'll organize those game notes. And I'll get them so that the BYU folder is in the very, very back. Yeah. In the bottom drawer. Uh, Well, no, that's the, that, that's the media guides in the bottom drawer. Oh, so you got media guides in the bottom drawer and then game, game notes. Game notes in the top. Ah. But I need to organize the game notes so the BYU stuff is in the very back. Mm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough? Hey, um, speaking of needing to repent, uh, John Gruden being canned as, or I guess being let go as the Raiders coach. What a mess. Help me here. And, and, and I want the listeners to correct me if needed to. Please do. Because <clears throat> my biggest fear in life is when I become big in this business, if I ever do become big in this business, is that someone's going to look for tweets from six, seven years ago. I'm nearly this close now, Eric, to deleting my Twitter account. Because the last thing I need is someone to go back and be like, and I've never said anything derogatory, right? Never anything that is um, in any way, shape, or form, racial, prejudice, anything like that. But... I mean, even the littlest of things that can be texted or tweeted out can be mistaken for something else. And I'm terrified that people are going to take emails and social media posts and say, hey, look, look what I just said seven years ago, eight years ago. I'm terrified about that. And I feel like, in a way, that's what's happened to Coach, well, not Coach, John Gruden, that they took stuff from years ago, and they brought it out. 
okay, it was years ago. It was uh, in a private email. But, here's the big but, the content was still offensive. The yeah. terms he was using were still very offensive. Yeah. I don't care if it's in private conversation or in public conversation. We should, there's no place for that. So, look, just don't, did don't use, use those terms. Don't he, talk like that. Yes, absolutely. But did he use, I can't understand this, did he use anything racial? Like racial. He didn't say the, he didn't say, you know, that. The, I don't know how to say that. He didn't use words that were incredibly, I mean, he, well, he said some guy had, I mean, I have big lips. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I have really big lips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Loose lips sink ships. <laughs> you can be well, careful for the banana comment. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't get it. Like, when can can we take stuff from 20 years ago and say, hey, this person said this, and he shouldn't be able to do his job now? 9936, since the NFL is so woke, now when it comes to comments made in the past, will they cancel Eminem from their Super Bowl halftime show? Have you seen some of his lyrics? Just wow. saying. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Like if we're going to apply, and that this is a, a big gripe that I have with some of this that's going on, I'm not going to th- throw a big blanket over cancel culture overall because I think there are some reasons, legitimate reasons, why people should be canceled from what they were doing because of things they said. But it does bother me that it's not equally applied. Why some people get a pass with a wink and, oh, you know, he's just being funny, he's a comedian, or, oh, you know, he's an artist, it's in his music. But in other people, they say, okay, well, I'm hearing them say it. I'm hearing them use this language. I, I want to fit in. I'm going to use the language too. Oh, no, no, no. You can't do it. it so it, that does bother me. That yeah. part does bother me because it happens all too often. Yeah. So that's a very good point. Uh, five, four, five, four, five, two. Cancel culture is crazy, though. Gruden loses his job over a few emails that were old. What about Hillary and her email server? Nothing happened to her at all. See, here's my problem, is that some people can get away with it, and some people can't. Um, Keyshawn Johnson, I guess, I, I, I heard was on first take. I saw a clip of it, but Keyshawn Johnson had a pettiness when it came to John Gruden. Like, didn't like the guy. And he was able to use a platform to say, well, this guy was different and he was a problem and whatever else. But the players currently are like, no, we never had an issue with him. He was great to us. There was no problem there. I mean, we, he told us about it. We moved on. We said we were behind you, coach. And that was it. Yeah, but still, I mean, you uncover these emails and... The, some of the things that they said, some of the words that he was using. Um, Maybe I need to look through those emails again, because, or at least some of the things that were being reported. I know maybe what, I'm he, missing something here, man. Part of it is that's a coach that's uh, been in a lot of locker rooms with a lot of, a lot of dudes, and that can be colorful language in those locker rooms when uh, a lot of those guys get together. I'm not saying it's right, but that happens. And he's 
firing off an email to somebody he's close with and sharing an opinion or sharing a meme. And uh, some of the things that he said, I'm, I'm going through some of the things that he said, and yeah, it's... Uh, it's not looking good. It's not good. Really? <clears throat> and not just about football stuff, but some other things unrelated to football that are just inappropriate, really inappropriate. So my second question comes with this. How come the NFL's not being investigated by someone about it? Because they knew about it. They well, flagged the emails at the time, and they're like, oh, well, no big deal. We're good. But 10 years later, it's like, we got to get rid of this guy. Well, well here's the come reason. On. This all has come about because of the uh, FBI raid on the Redskins, the Washington football team. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 5879, I think that the double standard is completely unreasonable. Have you ever listened to rap lyrics that most of the NFL players listen to? It's far worse. And it is. It's There's dude. I've bad stuff. I've there. heard music, and I'm like, uh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I just don't like if John Gruden's gonna be punished. I get it, and there's some stuff that he used. I mean, that was I mean anti LG, is it LGBT right? Yep. Yeah, anti stuff like that. I mean that you can't do it. But how come the NFL, who saw these emails, flagged them, but then said, "No, nah, we're just gonna push it aside because we don't see anything there. We're gonna move on." And then well, 10 years later, he wants that? to jump the ship, huh? The N- you're claiming the NFL knew about this for 10 years. Yeah. It says, in the article, it says, while the league did flag Gruden emails at the time, based on the material they reviewed, the league did not consider anything else that needed to be reported to the club or league leadership. That's a problem. Okay, so my understanding was that they uncovered additional emails from 2010 to through 2018. And it's with these additional emails where more of this has come out, and they were applying pressure on uh, the the Raiders organization. They didn't really do much about it, let him still coach a game, and then there's more information that comes out in the in the New York Times, and finally it becomes like, look, you've you've got to step down, or we're going to have to fire you. And I think that the NFL wanted to move quickly on this because. There's a there's a great interview with Gottlieb earlier today. Um, that look there's there's a lot more at play here that the NFL could be exposed uh, to because of the current lawsuit in St. Louis about the Rams moving, about uh, some of the the NFL's uh, stances uh, on um, compensation for concussions and what they would do for you know, uh, helping past athletes. And some of their uh, issues with CTE. So the, the NFL kind of wants to move on from this and just say, hey, this is an isolated thing. Let's not open it all up to everybody to see and sift through. Because the Players Association says, hey, let us let yeah, us let see this whole it. thing. Yeah. And the NFL's like, no. Because it's going to open doors to other things that they don't want people poking <laughs> their <laughs> eyes and ears into. Well, do you agree with it? Do you think? The NFLPA should be allowed to seal those emails? They should open them up? I don't think so. Me neither. I don't think it's necessary. I think we're tr- we need to not let everything else, like all the other bright and shiny things, distract us. There's one tunnel that we need to be walking down this aisle, and it's just the John Gruen tunnel. What did he say in those emails? That's all we need to know. 
Right. It's uh, I forget the term, but it is something that's kind of a, a, a problem when you get into um, into the legal system. Like you begin a, an investigation on one thing, but it, there's you don't want them to open the door to say, "Hey, we're going to start pursuing everything now." You have to stay focused on what your the original intent was, and if you want to look at other things, you have to open up an additional case. And I think there, there's this great fear that if the NFL opens the door here, then it starts to create additional problems for a lot of other areas. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, you don't just keep the focus on one topic, one subject, one guy. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. But what a mess that is. Oh, geez. <laughs> and it's it's probably going to get worse too. You're probably going to find out a lot more as we get we, as we go through it. Uh, 2787 kind of weighing in on some similar points that we've been making. Firing of John Gruden makes no sense. By the way, John Gruden re- resigned, but he was going to get fired. Yeah, so. it was one of those forced to fire resign things. Yeah. Uh, it's a double standard. How can they explain the rappers that they have lined up for this year's Super Bowl? I guarantee that these rappers are not little angels. Words in a lot of the songs are crap. That's a nice way of saying it without getting bleeped out. And they use those lyrics like... In their songs, like, so the music that they're going to be singing in the Super Bowl, they're promoting that music for people to buy. And they're, and 2787 and everybody else that said it is right. They're going to find that it's far worse than what John Gruden put in the mail. Far worse. And it's more, uh, it's more egregious and it's more used. <laughs> like, I mean, they say it over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a little because I mean, if you you line up your halftime show for your biggest event of the year, it's basically putting a stamp on it that we approve of this artist and what they're going to do. The NFL has a say in that. I mean, they didn't used to until the whole Janet Jackson thing, and then they're like, "No, we need to have a greater control about who gets selected to perform at the halftime of our event." And so it's like this is a stamp of approval. <laughs> Seems a little uh, double standardish to me. A little, dude. The uh, Janet Jackson thing was accidental. What they're about? Yeah, to say- but that that halftime show was a train wreck from start to finish. Oh, yeah. and then that was just the icing on the cake. Yeah, it was bad. Okay, true, it was, but it was accidental. That instance was accidental, but what, a lot of the stuff that was gonna being be, happening was gonna very... But what's going to be said in the Super Bowl this this year? Beyond the line. It's all purpose. It's all on purpose. I don't know what I'm going to see on the TV this year. Well, look, those artists have, like, songs that are okay. But if you look at some of their full library of stuff they put together, you'd be scratching your head. Like, I'm, why is that guy I'm trying to think what song from NMM would be okay. Let me... Man, let's see. Uh, no, not the first album. Man, nothing from the second album. Nope, nothing from the third album. Like, I don't know what songs he's going to use. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, what a great song for the children to hear. Why can't we get, like, the Beach Boys? Okay, you know what? Here's what. Here's our Gil Mortgage question of the day, our Gil Mortgage text line question of the day. Who would your Super Bowl halftime be? If you had a choice, who would your Super Bowl halftime be? Mine's simple. I want the Beach Boys and the Eagles. 
What? So what you, you want? So you uh, okay? Those would be. They don't. They they don't some, say naughty things. No, those would. They've got some fine hits. That uh, a lot great of great hits. Yeah, true. But a lot of older viewers would would watch and recognize. Um, but I think that they're trying to capture some younger ones too. Because so, there was a while there. They they did the Stones. Uh, they had Paul McCartney. I mean, they had some older bands that appealed to older audiences. But I think they've been swinging the pendulum a lot younger the last several years. Okay, so so we're gonna say younger that we're we're trying to get to the younger version of the group, right, with the Super Bowl halftime show. But we're using like NMM, dude. NMM hasn't had a sweet hit since two thousand three and uh, Eight Mile with the uh, Lose Yourself thing song. You know, well, I wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's had some uh, some. Some collaborations that have been big hits. Okay, love the way you artists. lie by with Rihanna, which by the way somewhat refers to domestic abuse. That's yeah. Let's let's definitely use that one. That's a great one. That's really going to connect with the youth here. What else you got? I just got a text from somebody. Beach Boys? Yeah, come on. Why not? Really, Beach there's Boys. only one surviving Beach Boy. Is it really? No. Man, that's too bad. I don't know. I mean, okay. Uh, we Journey. Well, okay, you gave me crap about the Beach Boys, and you want to use Journey? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it's a little more contemporary <laughs> than Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, because the youth are really going to connect with that. Journey, Don't Stop Believing, and uh, Separate Ways. Yes. Yes, which, by the way, is such a good... Is that the song? Oh, man. that The intro of that song is so good. <laughs> it fires me up. It really does. Uh, uh, it, here's uh, well, you guys contemplate who would be a good halftime act. <laughs> uh, some details from Adam Schefter about what happened with John Gruden and uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Earlier this evening, the New York Times uncovered a trail of emails dating back seven years in which John Gruden had a clean sweep of offending NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, women, gays, minorities, all sorts of people. A short time ago, the Raiders owner, Mark Davis, arrived at the team's training facility, found Gruden, the two men met, and John Gruden no longer is the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So there was some knowledge that there was some uh, inappropriate emails out there, and then... There's a, an additional report that adds a lot more uh, fuel to this fire uh, burning under uh, John Gruden. And so Ed Davis really had no choice. Nah, I get it. I get it. I totally understand. I mean, if there's, and again, the, the uh, anti, um, this anti-gay stuff, you just can't, can't say it, man. got to be smarter than that. And again, I think the things I tweet out, I realize who is following me and who I represent, right? Like that's that's the way you got to look at things even in the social media world is when you post something, you it, it seems like without even doing it, you almost represent, you know, an organization or a company or a university, whatever it is. And people these days will just stalk your Twitter account and it and it's not hard to screenshot something and keep it. Yeah. They keep the receipts these days and it it's tough, but that's just how it is. 
God. Just don't do dumb stuff. And yeah, you'll be fine. There you go. And that's a great message for the younger kids who are going into college, <laughs> yes. who are trying to get recruited. I have so many recruits follow me on Twitter, and my my first thought I don't tell them anything because it's not my job. But my first thought is I hope a coach tells the kid, "Hey, I'm going to stalk through your Twitter account, so I'm just going to start going right now. You know, I'm going to see what you tweet. You know, what what your because that's really what they look at is your social media. What does it look like? Are you saying stupid stuff on Twitter? You shouldn't be." We don't need that at our university or in our program. It's, so that's a that's a really good message for kids. Uh, in regards of having people at concerts, nine nine three six says Darius Rucker. Is oh that, yeah, who's okay. he? Okay, sure. Who's he? Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh Then he man. turned country. Who uh? Who's the uh, one group? Gal, uh, I don't know if it was Hootie and the Blowfish. Um. It says I uh, see. I think there's. I found out about you. Oh man. They they had so many good hits too. It's not the Goo Goo Dolls. It starts with a G though. The Gin Blossoms or Gin Blossoms, Gin Blossoms. Oh, Gin Blossoms. They are so good. They'd be fun to have on. Yeah, because everybody knows them. They had a lot of hits. They did. Are you serious? <laughs> okay, fine. They've lived on. Okay, okay, fine. You, you want to stick with Journey? What about uh, Tom Petty? Yeah, Tom Petty would be great. Are you being sarcastic again? No. Aren't you? No. He had plenty of hits that a lot of people would recognize. I just so I had never heard the song until two weeks ago, "Wreck Me" or "You Wreck Me" by uh, Tom Petty. I had never heard that song in my life, and oh, that's how I found song. that's how I found out about Tom Petty. I had no idea who he was. Yeah, the six one three three Scorpions. Scorpions five, would be good. Uh, five eight seven nine. Just go full freedom on them, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Bruce. Wait, Tom Petty is dead. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, I just got yeah, I got a text. Tom Petty's dead. Yeah, he can't do halftime. It's true. This isn't going well for me. <laughs> uh, hey, quick time out here in the full court press. Um, I can't believe he died. Yeah, that happens to everyone. Oh my gosh. Four three five three three nine zero three two one to dead. join us on the Guild Mortgage text line. More of the full court press coming up. He did Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's Ascent Aesthetics. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. 
Yeah, yeah, I see it. Bald truck tires. Yup, I'm well aware winter is coming. Have you seen my truck? Big truck with really big tires. Big tires come with a big price tag. That's why I'm headed to Express Auto and Tire. Really big tires only cost $25. Yup, really big truck tires, really little price. Only $25 per tire. Express Auto and Tires selling every used tire in stock for only $25. Yes, snow tires. Yes, truck tires. Yes, every tire only $25. Visit Express Auto and Tire at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week six showdown from our nation's capital as the Washington football team hosts the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bounce back? Or will Chase Young and the Washington football team defend their home field? It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I had no idea he died. I just started listening to him two weeks ago, and I'm his biggest fan. Uh, just, oh, okay. Man. Yeah. R.I.P. Tom. He was a good dude. And a lot of great songs. Oh, dude. Some of the best. Some of the best songs. They were incredible. Hey, uh, speaking of coaches, I, 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 I wanted to touch on this because you had showed me the article and I read it and it was fascinating beyond understanding. The, uh, I hope it's okay we talk about it, but the, the article on Gary Anderson oh, yeah. uh, from The Athletic was so good. Because uh, I I didn't understand it. Because all – I mean, I'd really never met Gary until 2000 – was it 19 he came here? Is that right, Eric? 19? Yeah. Uh, and that's when I first got to, to know him a little bit. And I wasn't close with him by any means of the stretch. I didn't – I don't know when so I developed a friendship with him or anything. But uh, I got to spend a little bit of time around him and such. And – he was always really, really good to me, um, but it was totally different from what I was told he was going to be. Uh, when I when I first had heard about him coming here, there was all this excitement, and you know, from everybody, hey, he's a great dude, very personable, very outgoing, very relatable. Like wants to talk to you, say hi, and he's happy. I never saw any of it, and I and it made me feel bad. And then as I read the article. What Wisconsin, I, I, as much as Wisconsin probably did some damage to him, I think Oregon State is where it really just it wrecked Gary. It shredded him into pieces, and it's unfortunate. It, it's a bummer, man. Well, he started uh, he started a little bit of a tailspin um, in Wisconsin, though it was masked by the team was still winning games. Yeah. But he uh, he, he took losses really hard. And I kind of knew that about him. I mean, a lot of coaches, they take losing hard. But I didn't realize it affected Gary so much uh, after reading this article. Um, but uh, there was there was more that was revealed in this article about his relationship with Barry Alvarez. Um, hey. And Barry, like, wanted to make sure that they still focused on recruiting big offensive linemen, recruit well in Wisconsin, and Gary had his success and understanding of California, Utah, Arizona, junior college. 
And that really wasn't the Wisconsin way. And so Gary came into Wisconsin like, this is what's worked well for me. You hired me. I've had success doing it this way. Let him do his job. This is what I want to do. But Barry was like, no. The former coach, now AD, was yielding, wielding influence over Gary and disappointment over Gary about who he wasn't going after. And to some degree, I kind of understand there were some guys that he just didn't even show an interest in. And these, some, it was like a quarterback that loved Wisconsin, wanted to be a Wisconsin Badger. They didn't look at him, and so he goes to Iowa, and he has a tremendous career at Iowa. Sure, he's successful, but you hire the head coach to be the head coach. Let him do his job as the head coach. Don't all of a sudden, like, if you are done being the head coach and you're the AD, then you're done with that. I Give him suggestions. Allow him to recruit the way he wants to recruit. To create the team the way he thinks it well, needs to be that's done. That's a good point. And give he him support to do that. He Utah State doing that. Why would you change it from him? Why would you change or, that? Or make that very clear in the hiring process. This is what we expect of you sure. if you're going to be our next head coach. Sure. And then let him make that decision based on it's that. It's like, well, if that's the way you want it done, I don't know if I can do that. I guess there was another issue, too. Gary would want to go out and recruit guys, but Wisconsin had a higher level of academic standard that some of the guys that Gary yeah. wanted couldn't meet that, and so they were they were stuck. They had to get their grades up, or they had to go to a different junior college for a while first before they could get there. So it was there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I don't think a lot of people got the full understanding of it. And then, from what I understand, the reading the the reading between the lines, Bronco Mendenhall was interested in the Oregon State job, and listed Gary Anderson as a reference. And as they're talking to Gary, and Bronco was at BYU at this time, right? Correct. Okay. And uh, Gary starts asking more questions about the opening, and next thing we know, Gary's getting the job, and Barry's like, "All right, see ya. Get out of here. Get out of here." Which was. You know, that Wisconsin team under Gary Anderson wasn't bad. No. They, they went still to the, went to Big Ten title games. They still went to bowl games. But they didn't were, they get crushed by uh, Ohio State like 59 to nothing? They did. And they got after embarrassed. that, then it really started to That's when it went all went downhill, right? Out. Yeah. And so they were not sad to see him go. But it was such a weird departure that I think that started to – it just he was set himself up for failure at a, even at a place like Oregon State that uh, it's hard – uh, <laughs> not to uh, to fail even even worse than they than they had, but I guess that's not fair to Oregon State actually because under Coach Riley they had been to multiple bowl games and they had had some of their best success that they'd had in a long time, and uh, it just never really got going. He struggled with his coordinators, uh, it openly. Yeah, if just, I remember was, right, there was and some- his coaching staff. Like was, jabbing in front of the media, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I and mean, in spring games and uh, scrimmages, and yeah, it was not, it was not good. I, uh, I don't know. It just, it was weird to see him, and it still seemed like he was interested in coaching football in '19. Um, that he still wanted to be there, right? I mean, and he had, he had some incredible talent on that team. Still, Jordan Love leading the group. True. And in Tipinale is still there. And then they, they lose that bowl game to Kent State, which was, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but was really disappointing to me to give up 52 points to Kent State. Uh, your offense puts up 42. Jordan Love threw for like 300 and something high yards. 
uh, and you steal, and your defense just gets absolutely crushed. But then you know the next, and then the next year, it just just didn't look right, didn't feel right, didn't seem right. And I kind of well, wonder if if Gary really wanted to even have that season happen in twenty. Well, that article pretty much says it. He didn't want to. He didn't want to coach in two, two, uh, the two twenty two thousand twenty season. He didn't want to coach that year. He didn't feel like that they should even play. Thought there was too much distraction and too many other things that were going on, and thought it wouldn't be it would be a bad thing for his team to do. And so that when the Mountain West decided we are going to play, it's like he was just going through the motions. Like we're here because we have to be here. I didn't. I want to be careful I ask this because I don't want to seem like I'm speculating, Eric, but how much do you think of that was him protecting his players and the team and him protecting himself from knowing the inevitable of, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore, and Uh, you just don't want to find out? It's a fair question. I don't know how to answer it other than the body language that that he communicated when he was at games and... uh, It just didn't seem like he was engaged at all. God, it makes me feel so bad. Which it was really... Really heartbreaking, to be honest, because this was a shell of a former a guy that has such personality and such uh, just force of will. Watching him before and being close to him and his staff before, and then seeing what was what we saw on the sidelines, it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, like, this people is, said they didn't recognize him at all. This is just not the same guy. Yeah, people said they didn't recognize him at all. Yeah, uh, and then you hear like Coach Collins and Coach Miley, and I know Coach Miley's situation is a little bit different from what Coach Collins was dealing with, but you know Coach Collins says you know how happy he is to be in Boise and he loves it over there, and um, you know I talked to um, BJ Rains a little bit about it off the record, and from anything from everything that he was telling me, Collins says it was just he couldn't wait to get out, based on what was going on over here. So yeah, it's it's too bad. It's too bad. I'm glad he said it was a Weber State, right? As a volunteer assistant for uh, Jay Hill. Yeah, right. So he's an analyst, and he can be in the press box. He can't have a coaching headset on. He's not part of the the play calling that happens during the game, but he can be there. He can participate in meetings. Uh, and the, look, this article kind of finishes with Gary still wants to be able to influence young people. Uh, he still has is passionate about the game. And wants to be able to, to, whether that's players or young assistant coaches, about how to play the game and how to coach the game. And that's true. There, if there's one thing I you know about Gary, is that he loves his kids. He loves those players, and he'd do anything for them. That was so vehement, vehemently true about him. Is that he did anything for his players, uh, whatever it took. He was there for his players, and his players really appreciated that from the get go. I've yeah. Talked to numerous, and they all felt the same way. A couple texts came in. Uh, 6133 asked, hey, how about Weird Al? As it, dude, Weird Al would be really good. <laughs> Have him seeing Amish would be, Paradise that would be in a halftime. Oh, it be something. Uh, let's see, 8003. Is okay that it is okay that you did not know that Tom Putty was dead. That just proves how dedicated you are to expanding and sharing sports news with us and not worried about the outside pop culture news. That's right, Eric. I'm not worried about the, the distractions around me. Five two four two NFL talk. Biggest disappointment so far. Biggest surprise. Biggest surprise for me, Eric, is how bad Kansas City is. Biggest disappointment. Oh man. Um. Jeez, the Steelers. I thought the Steelers would be contenders this year, mm. and they're not. 
Uh, see, I would say the biggest disappointment is Kansas City, and I would say the biggest surprise is Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Dude, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. That team looks really, really good. Hey, is that Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G show? You know, he's injured now, and uh, they got Trey Lance, and obviously they, they're still underperforming by all expectations for Trey Lance, whatever those expectations are. Um, do you think Jimmy G's done? I mean, the guy was in New England. Uh, done? No. I just don't know who else is going to want the guy who can't stay healthy. He's had so many injury issues. Just can never stay healthy. Yeah, he's had a few. But so, he'll still end up on a roster. Patriots should have kept him. He would have been the next Tom he Brady. Been the heir apparent. Yep. Until he got injured. Okay. I mean, you just talked about Jeez. how injury prone he is. Yeah, you're, you're, you're speaking it into existence. I'm just telling you what's already happened. There's a difference, Eric. Oh, okay. Uh, coming up, uh, let's, should we get into the stat that blew our minds? Yeah, the Astros are still cheating. That's and cool. Our player of the week. We'll update you on what's going on with Major League Baseball playoffs. Come on, Braves! What happened uh, last night in a very eventful night in sports with the uh, Monday Night Football. We had uh, playoff baseball. We had the Jazz. Oh, my gosh. So we'll update you on all that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Hi, this is Brian Webster, and I'm Garrett Tanner with Cash Valley Bank. In celebration of USU's homecoming and our post-COVID opening of our mall branch location in Logan, we're inviting you and your family to our customer appreciation event Friday, October 22nd, 1130 to 230. We'll have a La Unica food truck and lots of goodies and giveaways. We appreciate our great customers and community. Come enjoy some good food with us in front of the mall at 1320 North Main Logan on Friday, October 22nd. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC, and go Aggies. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Fobbling a snow oil change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. ACC foes collide in Chapel Hill as the North Carolina Tar Heels host the Miami Hurricanes. Hi, this is TJ Reeves. Join Tony Hill and me for all the action as Sam Howell and the Tar Heels look for a Coastal Division win over Cameron Harris and the Hungry Canes. It's Miami and North Carolina. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday afternoon, beginning at 1 p.m. on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit, in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston! You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. 
The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. This is such a good song. Oh, man. I, fa- I heard this song two weeks ago, and I just, I lost it. And this was the first time you've ever... I've was the never first heard this song. Heard I've never heard Tom Petty music until two weeks ago. Wow. That is not a joke. You have been missing out. Oh, yeah. And the, 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 the you know, the time I really want to see him in concert, he's dead. I mean, come on. Jeez. I want to talk about bad luck in life. Yeah. It's not going to happen. My guy, TP, passed on. His heart stopped. Just, guy was as healthy as a bug. Was he? I'd like to think so. Oh, okay. Good dude. All right. uh, You want to give us a quick update on baseball? Get some afternoon games? Yeah. uh, So, uh, lots of uh, barrel slapping going on in uh, Chicago. And the Houston Astros make it work. They win 10-1. to over the White Sox. That series is over Incredible. in a ho-hum way. Uh, and then my Braves. Two on this. I just saw this. Yep. Uh, Astros are the third team to reach five straight league championship that series. incredible? Who the Since two- they expanded in 1969. Does it have the two other teams? The Braves. Shoot. And the Athletics. Fetch. Well, good for you, Braves. Thanks for bringing that stat up. That's great memories. Moldy cheese curd. Call. <laughs> oh, have respect. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the Braves right now, by the way, speaking of which, scoreless right now. We're in the uh, fourth inning, I believe. And uh, duking it out with the Brewers. A win gets the Braves into the NLCS and gets a little bit of rest awaiting the Dodgers Giants series to, to come to a conclusion. Charlie Morton, my guy, on the mound. Uh, Freddie Freeman's 0 for 2 right now, and I think both the bats did not look great. So, yeah, hoping the Braves pull through today. No one wants to see Milwaukee in the NLCS because everybody hates Milwaukee. It's not true. No, it's true. I watched Wayne's World 1. Brew Crew, come on. Uh, and uh, Alice Cooper in Milwaukee. Yeah. Nobody likes Milwaukee. Nobody. Anyways, uh, Eric, uh, let's... <laughs> That look for Jesus. I don't know what they <laughs> oh, hate for Brewers. Oh, I do. They're playing my Braves. Uh, Eric, let's get to it. Uh, let's do stat. Eric, stat. Now, stat. Yeah? Eric, stat. Can you push the button? Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. What's your stat, Eric? Uh, you don't have a stat. Settling do you? on it right now. Good gosh. God bless you, India. No, really, it's about the Red Sox. Uh, just trying to settle on which one I want because I mean, what they did was pretty phenomenal. You have to give them credit. Knocking off the Tampa Rays, they've had walk-off wins in consecutive postseason games once. In team history, 2004 ALCS games four and five, courtesy of one David Ortiz versus the Yankees. 
But they've blown a four-run lead to lose in a potential serious clinching game. That's only once. And that was in Game 7 of the 2003 ALCS Good against heck. the Yankees. That is impressive. Whew. I mean, it's crazy what they've done. But this, okay, can I add one more? Uh, go ahead. Because it's just what they've done so far just blows my mind. They were last in their division last year. This is the fourth time a team has advanced to the LCS the season after finishing last in their division. They finished last in their division last year? Yeah. 2020, they were last in the AL East. Last team to do this was the 2013 Red Sox, who won the World Series. Wow. All right, what's your stat? Oh, uh, yeah. So we're going to go with the uh, Derrick Henry machine. Okay, he has 4,792 rush yards, 47 rushing touchdowns through the, his last 40 games. It's the most rushing yards in a 40-game span in NFL history. Think about the great backs. Walter Payton, Gale Sayers, uh, I mean, Alan Kamara, I, I'd put him up there now, Barry Sanders. But he surpasses Jim Brown in yardage at 4,759, who did it from 63 to 65. That's probably courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info and Elias Sports Bureau, but 4,792 yards and 47 rushing touchdowns through his last or yeah his last 40 games. Too bad their team sucks. <laughs> why is it Give that some help, dude? Why is it like that? Great running backs play on bad teams. Adrian Peterson, um, Barry Sanders is probably the most obvious candidate. Derrick Henry. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Sad. Get him uh, to the Patriots. Now let's shift to our uh, player of the week. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! So my player of the week, we've seen bigger field goals from farther out, but I don't know if we saw one as monumental as what we saw on Saturday. Seth Small from 28 yards out for Texas A&M. And the video, there was a camera smartly just cued on his family, his wife, his parents, his family right there, just to watch their reaction to what would happen with that field goal. It was phenomenal. Isn't that awesome? And, uh, look, it's number one, Alabama. They lose at Texas A&M. There was a lot that happened in that ball game, but everything is focused on that game-winning walk-off field goal. That's a lot of pressure, but uh, Seth Small came through in a big way for Texas A&M. I love it. Hey, my guy's going to be Josh Allen this week as they beat the Chiefs 38-20. Josh Allen, numbers don't stand out as, like, crisp, but he's 15-26 to for 315-3 touchdowns, no picks. He did not get sacked once, and he had a 139.1 rating. He also rushed 11 times for 59 yards and a touchdown. Guy was and those phenomenal. are crafty runs. That oh he did. yeah, I mean those are cuff off the cuff runs, trying to just find a way to make something uh, out of nothing. And I, phenomenal stuff from Josh Allen. I like it. 
Uh, but that Bills team is Boy, they great. are going to be a menace in the AFC. Yes. Ho, 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 ho. Quick timeout and uh, some we, additional updates. we got a fluid text, too. we got to get yes, through. Yes, we're going to get through that coming up on the Full Court Press. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime. Your quarterback hands off to the running back, who rushes right into a wall. Now, the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week six showdown from our nation's capital as the Washington football team hosts the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bounce back? Or will Chase Young and the Washington football team defend their home field? It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Hey, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Whether you need a new battery or a new wiper blades, pull into any of the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. They'll make sure you get the right battery, the the, uh, right wiper blades. They can even help you install it. And if you need something even bigger or more detailed done, more work than that done, they can recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. That's Napa Auto Parts. Hey, uh, a few texts came in here. Uh, 9315. Tom Petty is so underrated. Oh. Cannot agree more. Very good. 2305. Update on the Braves. Milwaukee to Atlanta, zero. Well, okay, we're going to skip that text. 6133. <laughs> I love Gary the first time he coached at Utah State. I never thought he re- really got a fair shake. The second time, that article was really good. It was a really good. 7994. Yeah. Score update. Milwaukee up 2 nothing on the Braves. Gosh dang it. Okay. Although, I don't know if I time, agree kids. that if Gary got a fair shake, um, it, it was it was evident things were not the same with Gary and they were not heading in the right direction. So, I, I don't know if I totally agree with that, that Gary was never given a fair shake. Because, I don't know. 2019 was, we could start to see some things the way they were trending. He took over a good team, uh, and then 2020 was a disaster. I, I think also part of it, too, that uh, John Hartwell, I guess, refused or denied, not refused, but he denied uh, an opportunity to was to be interviewed on this subject. But um, I think it's pretty clear. Gary was not his first choice. No. I don't uh, know if Gary was his second or third or fourth choice. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. That's all I'm going to say there. Come on, Braves. Dude, if we don't win today. What's the series at? It's 2 1 Atlanta. I don't want to go back to Milwaukee. We got to win this thing today. 
Uh, later tonight, it's going to be Giants and Dodgers game four. That was a good game last night. Giants are up 2-1, right? Giants are up 2-1. Shut out. Dude, if Buster Posey... A late hit late that under normal circumstances would have been a home run for the Dodgers, but it was really windy and kept the ball in the park. If if the Giants win this thing and go to the World Series, Buster Poser's the what? greatest. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When John Gruden was the Monday Night Football analyst, his unusual style was part of his charm. Sometimes he didn't make sense, but he was amusing. The content of his emails that have been revealed in recent reports are something entirely different. There's nothing funny about cruel and ignorant stereotypes. Gruden resigned as Raiders head coach last night. He had been handed the keys to the franchise, a 10-year contract that gave him as much leeway as any coach in the league. It's a dramatic fall for a coach that has a ring and was once considered an offensive innovator. Gruden's ugly emails saw the light of day because of a lawsuit involving workplace misconduct with the Washington football team. It revealed a culture of disrespect in this particular league circle. Gruden takes the fall this week, but it's a warning shot to others. You might love old school football, but a certain kind of old school locker room speech has certainly no place in today's sports world. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Rusp and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are Fox Sports. And here's-
here's what you need to know. In a National League Division Series game, the Brewers are up 2-0 at Atlanta in the bottom of the fourth. Braves leading the best of five, two games to one. The NLCS starts Saturday. The Giants want to be there. They're up two games to one. Have a chance to close it out at Dodger Stadium in L.A. tonight. That starts after 9 p.m. Eastern time. Walker Bueller will start for L.A. on three days rest against San Francisco's Anthony DeSclafani. Houston has advanced, winning three games to one over the White Sox. The game over post-game coverage on FS1 right now in an AL Division Series that's done 10-1 Houston was the final. The loss to Carlos Rodon. It was 5-1 in the fourth inning. No ball games tomorrow, by the way. The Tampa Bay Bucks are removing John Gruden from their ring of honor. The Chiefs place running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire on injured reserve with a sprained MCL, so he's out at least three weeks. And two NBA exhibitions tonight. Steph Curry will sit for Golden State at the Lakers. I'm Steve DeSager. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Salveson. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan the kick and the pitch swing there's a drive to left center field it's gonna win it Meadows goes over and makes the catch. Santana tags. Here he comes, and the throw is very wide and late, and the Red Sox have won the division series. A sacrifice fly by Kiki Hernandez, bringing home Danny Santana with a winning run. Red Sox walk it off 6-5. to five. Actually, they run it off with Santana scoring, and Boston moves on to the American League Championship Series. Pretty incredible. They go from the worst team in their division last year to the wild card game to knocking off the best team in the American League. How much does that open things up for the AL? Or sure, you, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't really feel like it was very competitive, anyway. I didn't because you like the Rays are the Bills of the NFL when it came to Super Bowls. The Rays are a really good baseball team who suck when it matters most. That's what we get from the Rays. Red Sox were winning this series. I said it from the beginning. Astros, I knew they were going to beat the White Sox. I thought it would be a sweep. It wasn't. Instead, they crushed them 10-1. to So now you got everybody as a Major League Baseball fan, you got their worst nightmare. The two cheaters in the ALCS going at it. <laughs> That's right. That sucks. I, I don't even care who wins out of that. I don't even want to root. I hope both teams lose. If that's possible, let's do it. Let's make it happen. If there had to be one over another. I don't know. It depends the mood. I don't, you choose. What, 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 we play UNLV this week? And the color is red? Okay, so I hope that uh, the Astros win. <laughs> let's go off of that. Okay. I can't enough. stand them, dude. I really can't. Uh, let's see here. Not yet settled in the National League. No. Uh, it could be tonight if Atlanta comes back from being down they're currently down two runs to nothing okay well, we're fine we're so fine there's still a lot of baseball there's a lot of baseball played. left to play we're fine uh, and at seven o'clock it's Giants and Dodgers and the Giants lead that series two to one it's 
going to be on TBS tonight. I think that series goes five. Oh, yeah. The way that it's going, well, I hope so. I think it goes five. Yeah, it better go five. Yeah, and I think it's that America will be happy that that, that happens. A couple texts came through one five seven zero. Who do you think the Raiders should hire for next season? I'd say they better get Eric. Is it Bienemy or is it Benemy? Bienemy. Bienemy. He's certainly a hot name. Yeah, he absolutely is. Absolutely is. Um, God, who do you get? You know, I kind of wonder if, well, I was going to say Josh McDaniels, but maybe, I don't know if he'll be too hot of an item right now. I know Mac Jones is getting better, but I don't know if he's good enough where Josh McDaniels is a hot candidate for that job. Um, I don't know. Who do you get? Uh, I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't follow who the hot coordinators are at different places. Well, you should. Could be up and coming candidates. I just don't know. I'm trying to think. Well, James Franklin's going to probably go to USC, so that X's that out. I'm trying to think of anybody else that might catch my mind, but I really can't think of anybody. Kalani Sataki. No, he's not going to do that. No, I would. I would be shocked. No, no way. Hey, uh, five eight seven nine. Guys, there's a lot of talk on the USU fan page that the UNLV game is super scary because they have nothing to lose and have played good teams really close. What are your keys to USU winning this game? Uh, first, I'll just say that I f- share a similar sentiment. This is this could be a trap game. Um, I, I think that Utah State's fully aware, and I don't think that they're going to overlook UNLV for who's next on the schedule because I don't think that's overly intimidating. But it could be easy for players and fans to say, UNLV hasn't won a game in two years. They're terrible. And it's true. They have not won a game in two years. But you look at their last couple, they've been competitive against some good teams, like to the wire. They just haven't been able to figure out how to close the deal. Utah State has shown that they can, they've dropped the step since uh, from where they started the season, um, and they can't let up. They've got to kind of get back into that mojo that they had defensively. So uh, for me, a, a key, and we'll get into this obviously a lot more later this week, but an early key for me would be to uh, have a, a strong pressure defense. Get after their quarterback in their running game. Yeah. Um... Don't, don't let them be um, on schedule. I don't think... That it's the opponent they're worried about. I mean, because when you – UNLV is 0-5, but yes, they played close games. But on the other side, if we're going to play devil's advocate, they're playing UTSA. They got smacked around by Iowa State. They did play Fresno close, lost by eight in that game. Um, but some of these teams that they played are like, I mean, who are they? Honestly. <laughs> UTSA, uh, Eastern Washington – so yeah, the loss to Eastern Washington was a big embarrassment. I don't think it's that they're I don't think it's the team that's 0 5 that, that scares me right. Eric, the last three weeks, this team, Utah State, has played in some incredible atmospheres. At Air Force was an amazing atmosphere. Back to back games of Boise State and BYU sold out well, almost sold out in Boise State game. Sold out in the BYU game. Great, loud, vibrant, energetic atmospheres. Incredible places. Incredible crowds. 
you're going into a stadium now that seats what 50 50 something thousand I think I believe something to that in regard you got to help me out there Eric massive massive stadium and you're probably this is just a guess 65,000 seats you're gonna have about at two, Allegiant. you're honestly gonna have maybe 3,000 people there uh, you have more than that. I, I, Eric. There might be that many Aggie fans who make the trip. I would hope so. Fall but break, I, but it's fall break, and you don't know what they're going to go do. do UNLV trip, get you, out of this you snow. You think that and UNLV's going to produce watch around? The play. You think UNLV's going to produce around fifteen hundred fans? Yeah. No way. Come on, Eric. You know better. This is a this is an zero five football team. Yeah, but they would do that even when they were bad out at Sam Boyd, which is hard to get to. Yeah. Well, True. Uh, actually, I don't know if that is true. And this is a much bigger stadium. Look, what I'm saying is you go from playing inside of like a raucous Merlin Olsen field to a – it's honestly going to sound like a mortuary when you play inside of Legion Stadium. Well, that was always a problem the when the Aggies the would play San Diego State in Qualcomm. So big. Yeah. But so empty. Yeah, and I remember I was they, there They for, can have a, a decent – group of students there and, and fans but you wouldn't know it yeah i was there for the game in 19 and it really it was different like it was such a massive stadium but you're like it just sounds so quiet and that's and that's the biggest thing is i just don't know how many fans are gonna be so the atmosphere is not gonna be able to create that energy and that juice that you really need it's gonna be seeming like we're almost playing in a 2020 football game so i i, I don't know if I think it's just the atmosphere and trying to build that energy up, you know, and creating plays. So a, a key a, for you is so a key for me is one managing your own juice. Yeah, well, no, just your find own verve. You just had to do it, huh? Well, Look, apparently it's a term. Coach well, don't don't base coach. your sources off of that one, uh, Eric. Create your own energy. Find a way. Okay, find make make plays. To get that juice and that verve running through your body system. <laughs> so if you're not a starter, if you're not on the field, you're a cheerleader. To find a that way. That should I be the know. message. Yeah, you should. Right, if and you're not on the field, if you're not in a meeting with a position coach, you're a cheerleader yeah, for your team. Sure. And then the other thing I, I, I'm with you, Eric, on this is uh, their, their passing game or the passing defense is horrendous. They're really bad. Throw the ball. Run good routes as receivers. I mean, we should have two guys over 100 yards plus, honestly, in receiving yards. DT should have a big day. Brandon Bowling should have a big day. I think Derek Wright will get some of his as well. You should be able to create and have a big day with your passing game. And Coach yesterday said that Logan Bonner is as healthy as he's been since, since fall, fall camp, camp, by the way, since fall camp. So we, I guess he had that black and blue th- uh, bruise on his thigh after the Washington State game. Played through it against Air Force, North Dakota, Boise State, it was became a problem. BYU, he reactivated it. So that's, I mean, like, I mean, there was a hyperextension, but the pain and discomfort, according to Coach Anderson, was just the thigh. It was hurting, and so now, and that can affect like how you're running around. If you're favoring one leg, you don't want to put a lot of pressure on that one, and that can cause injuries and problems in other parts. Sure, of your body. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but just, I mean, now that you have a healthy quarterback, go sling it against a bad passing defense and take advantage of it. Have a heyday. And, again, your, your receivers should have a big day as well. Um, I hope to see a lot of these guys get involved. And then one more thing, special teams needs to make a play. 
I need a special teams play. Whether it's a block punt, whether it's a block field goal, whether it's a return for a touchdown from Savon, something. I love and to and see a special teams play. I don't play. know that it necessarily needs to be uh, taken to the house, but a, a big return that flips the field in a dramatic way. Here's the thing, though. Kickoff if, or a punt. If Savon gets a big return against this against UNLV, he's gone. Like, the, that guy is just revving to find open turf. And as soon as he does, it's like two other jets behind him, and he's gone. If it's if there's any sort of open field, he's going to see it, and I, nobody's catching him. It's just getting that open field. Give credit to Boise State and BYU. They kicked it to him, and they still were able to find a way to stop him. I don't think, respectfully, that UNLV has those kind of weapons. Fair point. Uh, five eight seven nine LOLs. He loves that verb juice and uh, stuff that you bring. Why do you do that, Eric? Uh, nine three one five. Look up the attendance of their last game. I bet it eleven thousand fans. Uh, well, it would be good to look that up. We'll we'll, okay. we'll get on eleven thousand. It is then. Uh, well, well, I'll look it up and. Oh, okay. You want you look it up, Eric? Sure. Uh, all the assistant coaches will make a great atmosphere on the UNLV game. Look at how they acted practice. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, those those That's coaches very, are very true. Great good, point. Good hype guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 1570 in regards to uh, who Las Vegas should potentially target as their next head coach. Yeah. Kellen Moore. Could be See, one. and I, if I remember good right, point. there was a ton of interest in that Boise job, and then I believe there were some disagreements or non-agreements on the uh, – financial side of things didn't like it and so he uh went another way but he has been moving up the ranks as a potential uh, future oh, yeah. head coach oh, somewhere yeah. and he'll get there too cuz uh, the cowboys are very pleased with him they love him yeah yeah absolutely uh but again i i want to see the aggies be able to play a full 60 minutes against the team that they should beat I want I I want to see what a full sixty minute football team looks like against these guys, not the last quarter and a half. Give me a full sixty minute Aggie football game here, wire to wire, leading, dominating, and see if they can get rid of this UNLV team early. That's that's a big one for me. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's don't let up, right? Uh, it, it, there may be some times where it looks like. Um, you know, they're pulling away a little bit, but you can't let up on a very desperate UNLV team. Hey, try to find a way to get back into it. Uh, by the way, the last time they had a home game, Eric, <laughs> was uh, week three. Yeah, against Iowa State. Yeah, it's it's it right it, it's been a while. Hey, the fan attendance on it eight nine one one eight. Was that eighty nine? That's not eighty. Is that that's not eighty nine thousand? Is it? I can't do math. That can't be right. That's eight thousand nine hundred. No way. That can't be right. Eighty nine thousand one hundred and eighteen. One hundred and eighteen. Is that how you say that? Eight nine one one eight. That yeah. would be eighty nine thousand fans. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I'm not buying that for a moment. They haven't played a home game since, so I really can't tell from there. Five two four two. They should hire Derek Carr's college coach. Who was his head his coach? Was he was at Fresno, right? No, he was at Yeah, he was at Fresno, Fresno. State. Who was his head coach then? Was it Rocky Long? No, no, no. Um Gosh, now I, I can see his face. Can't think of his name. He was there for a long time. Uh, he had the attitude to play anyone in Brady Hoke. 
No. No? You're thinking of San Diego State. Oh, I am. Sorry. Yeah, he was at Fresno Oh, it was State. the guy with the mustache. They uh, went, yeah, dude. Um, you got to be kidding me, man. Pull out the media notes. <laughs> can't remember who it is. Go to my drawer. Two seconds. <laughs> Two seven eight seven. Uh, Jerry Jones will never let Kellamore go. This is a good point. I think he will be the next head coach of Dallas whenever they decide to move on from Mike McCarthy, and that is a hundred percent true. Okay, I got your attendance number. I think you were looking at Allegiant Stadium, and you're confusing that for attendance because eight nine one one eight is the zip code. Uh, attendance <laughs> was. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, attendance was 35,193. 5, How many of those were Iowa State fans? Uh, I'm going to guess a lot. But 54, 54% full. I was looking at the zip code fetch. Uh, <laughs> hey, so are you. Uh, 6860 and 6294. It's Pat Hill. Pat Hill, yes. That's who it was. That's Thank you, guys. Name. Thank you. 6294 and 6860. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, 9315. Tonight's crowd. This was like a tweet from UNLV football. Against Iowa State, but the 35,193 is the seventh largest in history to attend a UNLV football game in Las Vegas. Dude, I want to know how many of those were Iowa State fans. Uh, yeah. Get out of Iowa, go to Las Vegas, and watch your top 10 sure, team play at the time? a lot. Uh, 2787. They may go after Oklahoma's coach. I can't remember his name right now, but Lincoln I think Riley. he'd be a good candidate. Yeah. Lincoln Riley would be a massive get for Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas. But. Lincoln Riley has a pretty darn good right now in Oklahoma. Yeah, really good in Oklahoma. There's a little bit of controversy there. Who's he going to use at quarterback? And That's a good controversy to have, though. Yeah, that's true. Because Rattler hasn't proven to be quite who they thought he would be. Hey, Braves are tied up at two apiece. Bases loaded on a two-out single uh, to the uh, I don't know, straight ahead. Nice little bounce backer. Ball game tied at two with two out here in the bottom of the saucy. Yes. Go Braves. Uh, so UNLV's only had two home games. The season opener against Eastern Washington. What was the attendance on that? Um, I'm actually looking that up right now. 21,000. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have more than 3,000. But yeah. again, what is it? A 63,000 stadium? 65. Dude, and someone bought tickets for 17 bucks in the lower bowl. I'm not joking you. They bought tickets in the yeah. lower bowl for 17 Yeah, bucks. I've heard they've been lowering their prices just to get people in there. Uh, John Russell, was the Iowa State game the only home game they've had this year? Uh, this is actually the second of their uh, home games. Yeah, if Eastern so, Washington, the season opener, was at home. And I think people just went, and, and John Russell brings this up, maybe people went to just see what the stadium looked like. You know, like UNLV fans are like, oh, I just want to go see what this place looks like because we haven't been in there, there yet. There could be some of that because this – uh, this is really their first season for fan attendance. I mean, it's the second year that arena has been opened, but the first year that they've allowed fans. Well, that's not true, because UNLV allowed fans last year. The Raiders did not, but uh, UNLV allowed fans. Didn't they? Uh, I don't I know. I they did last year. I can't remember. Uh, let's see, 2603. We need to come out and put our foot on the, on their throat and end it early. What is the word on Bonner's health? Bonner's health, according to Coach Anderson, says he's, uh, he's as healthy as he's been since fall camp. Uh, that the injury was a thigh. Uh, had, I mean, it was injured against Washington State. Uh, he played through it the whole way through. And then against BYU, there was a hyperextension of the knee, but 
according to Coach Anderson, the pain and discomfort came from the thigh. Uh, that was the issue there. And so he, he says he's good to go. Uh, that he uh, Sounds like he has a really good chance of, according to Coach, really good chance of being fully healthy for the first time since fall camp for Saturday night. So I would imagine Bonner is starting, right? That uh, would be my guess. Six, seven, eight, nine. Why on, why on earth would Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma for UNLV? Am I in the twilight zone? No, you're no, right. UNLV I, for Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, for Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry if that was not clear. Yeah, uh, but I still don't think he'd leave for Las Vegas Raiders. Again, he has a really, really good in Oklahoma. Two coaches who I don't think would leave for a long time. Well, three. Dabo, Lincoln Riley. Challenging times. It's not challenging times for them financially. And Nick Saban. Uh, five three three eight. This football game is a very dangerous one for the Aggies. According to the RPI, UNLV has to play the second toughest schedule in the country so far. Woof. Yeah, they've had they've had definitely had a tough schedule so far. Um, and they've played some of those teams pretty tough. I mean, they've been, played them close, um, especially later in the last couple of games. So n- definitely not a team to be overlooked. No. No. Uh, by the way, last year they did have a couple of games where they allowed fans, but it seems like they capped it at 2,000. So I don't know if that was just students or family members of players. I'm not sure how they how they uh, managed that, but it was very small attendance Last year, so by all intents and purposes, uh, what uh, we're seeing this year really is the first season for fans there in Las Vegas to go watch uh, the UNLV Rebels on, the, on their new home field. Two six zero three. Think Saban takes another shot in the NFL? Nope, nope, never again. Nope. Yeah, learned his lesson once. Won't ever do it again. Well, I mean, he's getting paid more to be a college coach. Yeah, he gets. 21st round draft picks he, every year. He's a god in Alabama. If there's a religion, it's it's Alabama football, and he's the god of it. It's, it's, he's never going to touch the NFL ever again. Nope. Ever. <laughs> Tried that. Didn't work. He's got too much of a good thing going now. Doesn't he ever? Did you – and it's crazy, dude. After Because all, also it would affect his legacy. Yeah. Oh, it would damage his legacy. Yeah. It really would. What's happening to Urban Meyer right now? Yeah. I mean, well, Urban, I don't know that – Urban Saban Myers would do some of the same yeah, things he's, that Urban he's kind Myers of, doing. He's kind of putting the pedal to that legacy being damaged by Urban's himself. got a little bit of a history of uh, some questionable uh, grandchildren go home, moral Grandpa's decisions party. about who he has on his staff and things like this. But that is an issue as well. Yeah, absolutely an issue as well. Uh, but uh, hey, it's funny. Uh, but I, I agree that this game coming up on Saturday is, is a tricky game. It can Utah be. State cannot overlook. They have it to take be. them dead serious. They have to treat UNLV as if they're BYU or Boise State. Yeah. Oh, you got to treat every game like that because guess what? Boise State, as much as we're thrilled about them beating BYU, you got to be scared to death now because that's the momentum they needed. They just needed one big win and they got it. Now they got Fresno State. I mean, you go beat a top 10 team on the road, now you feel like you're un- unbeatable. And now they got that swag, that confidence that you've needed. I mean, it's Don't kind of a repeat Air Force of 01. Weekend? Or is it Air Force, right? At Air Force? Or is it home? It's in Boise. But then they're, I mean, they still Against got Fresno. Air Force. No. They still got Fresno. They still got Nevada. They still got San Diego State. But they got a, they got a huge amount of confidence. Going into uh, these games after beating BYU. Well, they already played Nevada. Nevada beat them. Oh, that's right. Nevada beat them. I'm sorry. 
Who yep. else do they got? So they have Air Force this weekend. Yes. And they travel to Fort Collins for Colorado State. Okay, that's a win. Travel to Fresno. That's going to be a tough game. Host Wyoming. Still be a tough game. Host New Mexico. Bye week. <laughs> and then finish the regular season at, at San, San Diego, Diego State. In San Diego State, Eric could be hosting the Mount West Conference Championship. Their schedule, they get every big game at home except for Air Force. I just realized this. Boise State's patterned so far this year. Loss, win. Loss, win. Loss, win. Who do we got this week? Or who so they got? This week, they're going to lose to Air Force. They ain't losing to Air Force. I'd love to see Air Force beat them. I don't think it's happening. Though Air Force comes in with uh, a little bit of confidence. Yeah. They just beat Wyoming. They did. If you're, if you're Air Force, you use your pattern of, uh, yeah, you, you use your pattern of just milk the clock, eat the ball, make it, make, make it a very uh, rough game, just run the clock. <laughs> uh, 9936, Ajay, you should interview Donald Penn about the Gruden situation. He said he loved Gruden, and that's true. I had talked to Donald. Well, I was in a, I was a, a part of an interview to as Donald Penn was uh, talking, and he he did. He admired John Gruden a lot in so many ways, and said Gruden was like a father figure to him, and treated him so well. It's really unfortunate that those things have came out that, of what he said. Not that they came out, but that he said them. Well, yeah, true. You both, yes. Eight nine six eight. To quote a Vegs coach, "You never let them up." You got to step on their throat. <laughs> uh, that's good. What did I miss? Uh, sexy Reggie, Reggie Theus. You never what? let them up. You got to step on their th- on their throat. Step no. on their neck is what he said. Never heard of that. Yeah. Well, the uh, it was a quote that he made to his hometown radio uh, after beating the Aggies. Like they had a lead, and then winding closing seconds. They're still bombing threes or pressing the Aggies, getting steals, and so. Wait, where was he coaching at? I mean, was that when he was at New Mexico State or when he was at Las Vegas? Help us, eight nine six eight. I didn't. I know, thought that I didn't that know Reggie coached against the Aggies. Oh yes, oh yes. Sexy Reggie made many trips to uh, Logan. Uh, I thought that was when he was at New Mexico State that he made that comment. I mean, he ended up as a when as was a he? Coach Do you know what UNLV. years he was there? Was uh, it like in the nineties? No. Oh, really? Early 2000s. Really? Yeah, early 2000s. So, like, versus Stu Morrell. Oh, definitely, yes. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Whack years. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. I didn't know Reggie Theus coaching. Oh, wow. Uh, All right, we got to take a break. Uh, Blake Anderson audio. We're going to hear from Hunter Reynolds, by the way. Really great interview from from Hunter, who gives an honest opinion about the defense, but he also was very optimistic about the future ahead for this team and the schedule. Yeah, and there's also an interesting developing story out of Conference USA, and this has been – look, they're acting on something that has been kind of kicked around for a little while over the conference realignment, and they put pen to paper and say, hey, guys, what about this? And they're getting summarily rejected. But we'll look at their proposal and see if, really, does it make sense? Should they be looking at this? Uh, And uh, what would that mean for the future of college football? We'll talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our integrity price guarantee. 
At Match Quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Colonel. Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. ACC foes collide in Chapel Hill as the North Carolina Tar Heels host the Miami Hurricanes. Hi, this is TJ Reese. Join Tony Hill and me for all the action as Sam Howell and the Tar Heels look for a Coastal Division win over Cameron Harris and the Hungry Canes. It's Miami and North Carolina. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday afternoon, beginning at 1 p.m. on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson here with you. AJ had to step out uh, for the evening. I've got a couple of texts that came through during the break. Uh, get to uh, some of those. It was, by the way, uh, 1181. Uh, it was New Mags. Uh, the, uh, the famous quote by Reggie Theus you, you never let them up. You got to step on their necks uh, after an Aggie, Utah State Aggie uh, defeat, after his team beat the Aggies, the Utah State Aggies. Oh, it's confusing. Because he was at the New Mexico State Aggies. So I always hated listening to those games on the radio because I never knew who was doing what. Because Aggies do this, Aggies do that. But it was never really clear which Aggies. Uh, 2603. Is there any more traction of Gonzaga and St. Mary's getting an invitation to the Mountain West? I've not heard anything on that uh, lately. I, I think that trail has gone cold. Um, I haven't heard anything more about it. I, I think, I think when Gonzaga looks at the deal they're getting with the West Coast Conference, just if you if you recall the deal that Boise has for football in the Mountain West with added revenues that they get to keep if they have certain TV games, uh, especially if it's at their place, they get to keep a little extra revenue outside of what the normal Mountain West school would get. Just think of that deal, and then. Multiply it by a lot. It's on steroids, what Gonzaga gets with the West Coast Conference. Keeping like NCAA tournament money, keeping TV money. They've got a really, really 
really sweet deal with the West Coast Conference. While moving to the Mountain West would be better for them competitively, financially they're going to do just fine in the West Coast Conference, and they have proven they can compete and, and remain in the West Coast and still make it to a national championship game. So, like, in their minds, like, why make the move? We get to keep all this money. We can still compete on a national level and get national TV games and still compete at the highest level. Why make the move and uh, give up money? So, I don't, I just, I don't see it happening. It was a nice dream. It was a good proposal and a good thought, but I think their best chance of making it happen was a few years ago, and it didn't. So don't think it's going to go much further than that. Um, a couple other things. There was this uh, interesting story on CBS Sports. Uh, Dennis Dodd putting this together. Um, apparently, Conference USA has sent a letter to the American Athletic Conference saying, hey, how about instead of uh, poaching each other or having to deal with realignment and who's going where, why don't we just work together and let's, because we're all in the same footprint. The Conference USA, American Athletic, and Sunbelt are in the same geographic areas as each other. And so the American Athletic is saying, hey, let's, uh, excuse me, the Conference USA is saying, hey, let's work together here and l- let's let's try to make something make sense because we're right on top of each other. Let's save ourselves some money. Let's create some regional rivalries and let's try to make something better. And look, this is a proposal that some people have been talking about since the Texas-Oklahoma news uh, this uh, earlier this summer. And so Conference USA, I have to give them credit. They put pen to paper, and they sent out an official note, and uh, the letter has been obtained by Dennis Dodds, uh, CBS Sports, and uh, said, hey, let's let's work together on realignment and regionalization. That's a, a big key word there. Uh, and this is from uh, uh, the, the chair of the board of directors. So this is the president of North Texas who is a part of this, along with their conference commissioner, Judy McLeod. And the points they're trying to make is, quote, rather than continuing to perpetuate the pattern of universities moving from conference to conference in pursuit of modest media revenues, we see an opportunity to develop a more sensible and sustainable conference model, close quote. And as I said, one of the big tenets of that is uh, it reduces the travel burden. We have better regional alignment, uh, build more rivalry games that appeal to alumni and fans. Uh, And then later it says the value proposition will likely be tied to serving our fan bases by creating and investing in more natural geographic rivalries. And look, to me, this, this makes sense. This is this logically, this is a smart play. They're right on top of each other. Look, figure it out between the three conferences where one is maybe a, an Eastern front. One is the central and one is a Western um, but uh, apparently both AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco and Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill both tell CBS Sports they're against the idea before even hearing the details. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it would be, I think it would be fun. Um, 
it just you, you create some good regional rivalries. You're not traveling super far distances. You create uh, more natural rivalries you can get to easier. Uh, it, it just makes a lot more sense. I mean, these conferences really aren't that different from each other, especially now with what's happened to the American Athletic. Um, the MAC and the Mountain West, they would not be involved. Uh, they haven't been invited. I mean, it makes sense. They're not in the same footprint. Um, but uh, the thing is, the AAC, they do have a better media deal, and they're looking to actively replace schools who were poached. We know they were targeting four Mountain West schools, and they turned them down. Um, but um, AAC, they're they're trying to fill some spots. And uh, they may be uh, looking at Conference USA. Could be trying to get a Sun Belt school. Um, so th- they may add as many as eight. But um, and, and if they did that, they would further destabilize what's going on in Conference USA and Sun Belt and these other uh, conferences. So, uh, look, logic doesn't always play out when we talk about conference realignment and what's going on in college athletics. But I have to tip my hat to what's going on with Conference USA. At least you're making an effort, a formal request, and you're not shy about letting others know about it. Um, man, makes a lot of sense. That would be so much better. Uh, getting back to our Guild Mortgage text line, 9936. Speaking of Gonzaga, few gets a DUI and is punished by sitting out the Dixie State game. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, actually, he's missing the first three games. Uh, he'll be suspended, so uh, it's uh, not a very big punishment, especially when they don't have uh, too many tough games on their schedule. But uh, yeah, he does. He is getting some discipline for what he did, and rightfully so. Um, you know, that was you, you shouldn't be doing that. A person at that kind of level. Uh, and that kind of responsibility, uh, yeah, not a good thing. Uh, but actually, I'm just uh, getting a clarification there. So he did, he will miss the team's uh, craziness in the kennel event. And then he'll miss exhibitions against Eastern Oregon and Lewis and, Lewis and Clark State. And then the season opener against Dixie State. So, okay, I see, yeah. The one game that actually is on the regular schedule, he will miss that, and he'll miss the uh, exhibition games. So it really is a slap on the wrist. Uh, two six zero three Mountain West should invite St. Mary's in Wichita State and put some pressure on Gonzaga. Uh, if look, if they do invite St. Mary's, um, they're you know geographically not. I mean, they're kind of. I guess they're not that far from San Jose. Uh, Fresno State, uh, you've got San Diego State, obviously. So you've got some California schools. Um, so you would naturally have some travel partners, situations there. Wichita State is definitely a lot further off in the other direction, and they would really be on an island um, where they're at. Um, but um, if if the Mountain West gets St. Mary's to come over, would, that would have to put additional pressure on Gonzaga because then what do you have left? But I don't know if if St. Mary's would go first. 
Uh, I would almost think that St. Mary's could go where Gonzaga would go, but I don't know if it goes the other way, if that makes sense. I don't know if St. Mary's would be willing to up and leave the West Coast Conference while Gonzaga is still there. And if they did, would they really yield uh, wield that kind of uh, uh, pressure on Gonzaga to make the same move? Uh, I just don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know that they would. But, man, it would be nice. St. Mary's would be a good basketball addition to the Mountain West. They're a very competitive team. Uh, I think that they do a fine job, uh, always recruiting well, playing well. Aggies have uh, some nice historical games that they've had with them. They're going to be on the schedule this this season. So uh, it's maybe it's a possibility. 9474. Uh, what's wrong with talking to Montana, Eastern Washington, North Dakota State schools that are perennial champions and powerhouses in FCS? <sighs> Craig Thompson has made it pretty clear he's not interested in looking at schools that have to elevate their programs into the FBS level. It's a long process to get your facilities at the same level. The fan bases will not be at the same level. The TV money will not be at the same the same level. The TV audiences will not be at the same level. The Mountain West, if they're going to expand with football, they need to go to properties that already exist at the level that the Mountain West is at and schools that are making significant financial contributions and investments to their facilities and other coaches. Montana, Eastern Washington, North Dakota State, they do not fit that bill. Great that they're competitive and they've won a lot in the FCS. They're powerhouses at that level. If they want to get to the, the level where the Mountain West is, Great, but make that transition, play at that level for a while, and then maybe the Mountain West will, will look at you. Look, that's what's happening with UTSA. They made the uh, the advancement. They've been uh, at this level for several years. And look at them now. They're getting votes in the top 25 in both polls uh, because they're a competitive team. They've got good football facilities. They have terrible basketball facilities. It's a high school gym. But they're making commitments and uh, they're having success on the field. And they're in a big media market. Eastern Washington, not a big media market. Montana, big state, but not a big media market. And neither is North Dakota State. So they really don't add to the Mountain West in any real shape or form. Anyway, that's my opinion. And it's based on some of the things that uh, Commissioner Thompson has said. Uh, just it's it's not going to happen. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, some comments from Blake Anderson about his football team, the Aggies getting ready for UNLV, and Hunter Reynolds. Uh, and uh, we'll hear his entire Q&A with the media. Uh, this is a player who transferred to Utah State from Michigan. Uh, he's turning out to be a nice asset for the Aggies in the secondary. And we'll hear from him coming up on the other side of this timeout on the Full Court Press. Save your asphalt shingle roof before costly replacement and repair work is needed. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is the answer to roof rejuvenation without replacement. Asphalt shingles dry out over time and become brittle. RoofMax rejuvenates those shingles, extending the life of your asphalt shingles up to 15 years beyond the warranty with a simple maintenance process. Don't replace, rejuvenate. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. 
tires. You need good ones, especially heading into the winter. But wow, can they be pricey? Express Auto and Tire has opened up the warehouse to thousands of name brand used tires for only $25 per tire. Express Auto and Tire is selling every used tire for only $25. Yes, snow tires. Yes, truck tires. Yes, every tire, only $25. This winter, hit the road with confidence. No need to book ahead, just come on in. Visit Express Auto and Tire at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week six showdown from our nation's capital as the Washington football team hosts the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bounce back? Or will Chase Young and the Washington football team defend their home field? It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. There are so many choices when it comes to Medicare. Annual enrollment is October 1st through December 7th. Call LSS Insurance, 752-9493. We are here to help. We will research plan benefits and costs and look up your medications so there are no surprises at the pharmacy. There is no cost to work with us and you will love having a local agent. Call 752-9493. Want to get the most out of your Medicare benefits? Come see us at LSS Insurance. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Just a quick update on what's going on in Major League Baseball. If you're recording this and hope to watch it later, I'm going to spoil it and give the score, so... Turn your radio down for just a second. Uh, but in the t- bottom of the fifth, uh, Brewers now lead 4-2 to two over the Braves. Uh, again, this is game four. Atlanta leads this series two games to one, and the game tonight is taking place in Atlanta. And uh, then we'll shift to Milwaukee if the Brewers hang on and take care of business tonight. Astros did beat the White Sox earlier this evening, or earlier this afternoon, actually, and they win the series. They advance. They win that series 3-1. to one. And at 7 o'clock tonight on TBS, it's Giants and Dodgers, and this has been a great series between these two uh, two teams, as you should expect. I mean, the two best teams in baseball, really it's a tragedy that they're facing each other in the divisional series. Uh, and uh, too often we're seeing matchups like this happen too early, in the uh, in the playoff, uh, the way that uh, Major League Baseball handles their playoffs, um, but uh, the best teams do not necessarily face each other in the end, uh, or at least in the championship series. So uh, that's going to be seven o'clock tonight, and uh, San Francisco uh, San Francisco leads that one two games to one. Uh, if you want to continue to weigh in on the Guild Mortgage text line, we'd love to hear from you at four three five three three nine. 0321. Uh, other things we're going to hear from uh, Blake Anderson spoke with the media uh, earlier this week, and the Aggies had a, the game against Air Force. They had the game against Boise, so they were in conference play, and then they kind of broke away from that to play BYU, and then had a bye week, and now they're getting back into uh, conference action. And he talked a little bit about getting back into conference play. There's going to be a lot of conference games now for a long stretch here. And uh, Blake Anderson kind of getting back into the games that really matter for Utah State. Yeah, I think you just, you just focus on the next one. I uh, don't know that we talk a whole lot about what's conference, what's not. Obviously, the library game, a lot was, a lot was discussed in terms of 
BYU rivalry, but but I'll be honest with you, inside the building, we didn't talk about it a whole lot. We really just, again, trying to focus on getting better. Um, uh, it comes with the territory. I mean, when, you, when you get to this time of the season, you know it's going to be every week, conference opponents better be your best. The thing that to me is standing out that we're talking about is on any given week, anybody can beat anybody. And that's what you're seeing across college football, across every conference. And uh, to me, that's the, the reality of, of, of this particular season maybe more than any other, is throw the records and the opponents, conference, non-conference out the window, and you better be ready to play your best ball on Saturday. Right now, there are 12 football-playing schools in uh, the Mountain West Conference, and as of right now, only three of them do not have a conference loss. Colorado State, granted, they've only played one conference game. San Diego State and Nevada, same story for all of them. They've only played one conference game, and they won – their lone conference matchup. Uh, but uh, this UNLV team, uh, as we said, not to be overlooked, but as uh, as kind of looking at the whole entirety of the Mountain West, it's it's been comp- it's been a very competitive league this year. San Diego State's in the top 25. Fresno spent a moment in the top 25. They could get back there easily. Nevada could get into the top 25. Uh, Air Force is playing well, uh, even though they uh, lost to the Aggies. Big showdown in Boise between Air Force and Boise State. Uh, Wyoming was undefeated until uh, this this past weekend. So it's been a very competitive Mountain West Conference so far, and that's something that's not lost on Blake Anderson. To me, it's just obvious that, that you you got to be ready on Saturday because it, it uh, there's not just a clear uh, team that's overall better than everybody else, and, and anybody can win on any given week. It clearly shows the strength of our – our league for us to play BYU as closely as we did late in the fourth and then Boise to be able to beat them. You know, to me, that I think that shows what our team, our, our league is capable of. We've seen that a lot of our out-of-conference wins that the league has already had, but but everybody's beating each other up and, and, and it's going to, the next six, seven weeks is going to be crazy in, in this league because anybody can win. Uh, you really have to throw the records out the door and just, and just look at the team, um, what they bring to the table that particular week. Maybe on the road, playing at home is going to play some factors it clearly already has. But uh, it, to me, looks like a very solid, very competitive um, league across the board. And and it's kind of anybody's game at this point. Yeah, it has been a very competitive league. I mean, the Mountain Division has been solid. The The West Division has a lot of good teams. I mean, San Jose, great year they had last year. Seemed to be having a hard time maintaining that level of success. Uh, but uh, still, very dangerous team. So uh, yeah, it's very. It's been a good Mountain West uh, conference for most of these teams. Certainly, it's been a struggle for New Mexico. It's been a struggle for UNLV. But most everybody else has been playing some pretty good football, and, um, and not overly uh, bad, uh, really, outside of uh, those two teams. So uh, UNLV cannot be overlooked. It is uh, kind of a. a to me, it's not an intimidating game. It's just a, a game that makes me nervous. Just because from a, a, a player or fan point of view, it could be easily to look past them, and they really shouldn't. And I know this coaching staff is not, and I have faith that they're getting their, their players focused and dialed in properly. 
Uh, quick timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll hear from uh, Hunter Reynolds a little bit. Not his full media availability, but we'll hear from some of the things that he had to say uh, with uh, what he did in the bye week and getting ready for UNLV coming up this Saturday. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Your friends and neighbors know us for our large scratch and dent inventory. Now you do too. Save up to 40% on these appliances with minor cosmetic defects. For October, we've marked down our gas and electric range inventory. They start at $399. Plus, you get Daryl's exclusive two-year extended warranty. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Quick score update. The Braves have tied it up at the end of the fifth. Uh, the, uh, the fifth inning is, is over, but the Braves have tied the game. It's tied four apiece. The Braves win, it's over. If the if Milwaukee wins, they take the series back to Milwaukee with the chance to uh, close it out. So, whew, exciting baseball. Hey, uh, earlier this week, Hunter Reynolds, the transfer from Michigan, had a chance to catch up with the media and talk about uh, Utah State's bye week and getting ready for another conference opponent. Uh, we won't hear the, this is uh, media availability in its entirety, but uh, we'll, we'll get a sense for some of his thoughts about uh, what the team did on, in the bye week and uh, how he's feeling about this team coming together so far. I guess I'll start, Hunter, Al Lewis from KBNU Radio. Just give us your feeling of coming to Utah State and playing already five games and where you think this team is and what have you got coming up? Uh, I've been really – I've really enjoyed, you know, my time here at Utah State. Uh, I think I made a great decision coming here. I just love the coaching staff, love the culture that they're building, love the players. Uh, love just the whole, you know, environment, the Mav on game days is, you know, it's live. And I think this team so far, I think, you know, where we were projected in the preseason, a lot of people, they doubted us. They didn't think, you know, we had an opportunity to really be good this year. And I think that we kind of used that to motivate us. And we really felt like we had the pieces in place. We felt that, you know, with the players returning from last year, kind of that hunger they had, the new guys coming in that transferred in. I think we felt that, you know, we had the opportunity to make something uh, really special this season. Hey, Hunter, Jake Nielsen, Utah Statesman. Um, you're coming from Michigan and obviously massive program. They got the biggest stadium in the world almost, right? And now you come out West to the Mountain West. What are some of the differences just that you've experienced? And then also what are some of the, the simula- similarities still just playing FBS football? Uh, so I'd say some of the differences – just like in terms of style of play, some of the teams we've played so far have been a little more uh, open, spread out. I mean, there's still spread teams in the Big Ten, but I think you see a lot more, uh, I guess, old school football, you could call it. You know, a lot more fullbacks, a lot more uh, two, three tight end sets. And then in terms of similarities, I think, you know, 
football is football. Like there's still high level athletes in the uh, Mountain West. We've played high level athletes in the Pac-12. So I think just kind of that week to week thing of, you know, you're looking at players like, all right, they have like, you know, numerous guys who are going to be in the NFL in a couple of years. We have guys that are going to be in the NFL in a couple of years. So I think that's kind of where the similarities uh, lie. Anyway, that's some uh, some of the comments from Hunter Reynolds. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to play all of it. Uh, we'll we'll grab some pieces of it and share more with you as the week continues as we do opposition research and get more of a feel for who uh, UNLV is and what the coaches and players are saying about them. And uh, big one uh, coming up this weekend. And look, it's it's uh, it's the um, uh, fall break. So if you don't have plans, man, make some plans. Get down to watch that game in person. You'll be able to get tickets and a beautiful new stadium. Game's going to be at 5 o'clock our time. Uh, I guess that would be 4 o'clock in Las Vegas. But uh, make the trip. Cheer on the Aggies. Make a good uh, crowd there and get some of that juice and some of the verve right for the Aggies. Uh, so anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. Tomorrow, opposition research will get deeper on UNLV.